This is the Yabalog for your other brother's podcast. Welcome, friends, to not your other brother's podcast, but kind of, sort of. Call this a spinoff or an extension or or a bonus episode. I mean, that's what we're calling it. We're calling it the Yabalog. And this is a monthly bonus episode just for our faithful Patreon supporters, for our yabbers and our yabbies. Technically, if you pledge, <laughs> technically if you pledge a dollar a month, you're not quite a yabber. You're a yabby. But you're welcome at the table as well in this episode. And I'm really excited to put this together. This is the first episode of the Yabalog, so it's gonna, it's gonna. You know, remember how that first episode of some of your favorite shows were? Maybe some of them were great, but some of them were weird. Like the first episode of Parks and Rec, the first episode of The Office. There's some just kind of weird, awkward, like, what is this? And it's a show trying to figure itself out. And I think that's kind of how I see this show going. There is a schedule. I'm about to tell you everything that's about to happen in this episode. Um, so it's not completely just Tom winging, winging it. But it's a little unusual because this is the first episode of any podcast I've ever done that's featuring just me. There is nobody else here with me. And... It would be very challenging to have someone else here with me because I am quite literally not in a closet, not even in a closet. A closet would be luxurious compared to where I am right now. Um, I'm actually in <laughs> I'm actually in my wardrobe. Yes, my wardrobe. I feel like I could transport to Narnia at any moment. Any moment now. I'm like feeling the back of the wardrobe and I'm like literally there's a sweater behind me and a coat in front of me. And at any moment, I could fall into that portal. In which case, y'all, like, bless me on my way, because I am <laughs> I am more than ready to go to Narnia at any moment. Um, but yeah, no, I'm like, in my, my studio apartment, there's this wardrobe that came with it. And, you know, it's not huge by any means, but I can fit in here, and I feel like the sound quality is pretty good. Um, locking myself in here, and hopefully I don't pass out and suffocate in this little tightly enclosed place but anyway i'm in a wardrobe and this is the yabalog and the way i see the yabalog going it's kind of a cross between a dialogue and an epilogue i see it as an epilogue maybe as a follow-up to the last episode so this will be a great opportunity to kind of carry the conversation forward and by carrying the conversation forward we can do that with a dialogue Um, we set up a phone number Revealed that on the last episode of Your Other Brother's Podcast. So people, listeners, you guys can call with feedback on the last episode or just questions, comments, stories from your life in general. If you want to just say, hey, if you want to thank us for what we're doing, if you want to criticize us, I mean, there's really no limit to what you can say on our voicemail. Now, there's a limit, of course, to what I'll accept and premiere on this episode. But stay tuned. We do have two listener calls that I'm going to show, that I'm going to listen then I'm going to play back. There we go. That's the right verb. Two listener calls. I'm going to play for y'all, and then I'll talk about it. And potentially along the way in the Yabalog, in the history of the Yabalog, who knows? Maybe guests will make an appearance. Maybe it won't just be Tom trapped in Narnia for 30 minutes. I see these episodes being about 30 minutes. I think that's a good length. I don't need this thing to, you know, drag on for hours and hours and hours. I think a good 20 minute. My plan is 20 minutes of intro reading comments on the blog on the last podcast, potentially any emails that came in about that episode, the listener calls, 
And then stay tuned. The end of the episode, we will have bonus content that was cut from the original You're the Brothers podcast episodes. So silly stuff, maybe some serious stuff too. Probably some serious stuff too. But just stuff that couldn't make it into the hour, hour and a half that we had for the episode. Um, that'll be the last, I envision, maybe the last five to ten minutes, depending how much content we have from that episode. But every log, you can stay tuned for that. And maybe that's really all you care about. Maybe you don't care about any of this intro matter. If that's the case, okay, that's fine. You can fast forward to the last five minutes and listen to me, Ryan, and Dean as we talked about change. And we had plenty of hilarious moments and cuts from that episode. So that'll be at the end of this episode of the Ablog. Wanted to read some comments, just a couple from our most recent podcast on change, which I got an email actually, because I wasn't expecting this, but I got an email from somebody who said it was our best episode yet, which is pretty high praise. Hopefully it wasn't hyperbole. Hopefully that was genuine. I I, I choose to believe it was genuine. Um, But yeah, I mean, our best episode yet, we've gotten a lot of comments on great episodes. Probably the one that comes about most often is either one or two of our marriage episodes or our emotional dependency episode. Those tend to get a lot of positive feedback. Um, People intentionally reaching out and saying, yeah, that was really awesome. Best episode you've ever done. But yeah, somebody did comment, send an email about our change episode as being the best episode we've ever done. So I appreciate that. Thanks for that email to our faithful listener there. Um, And then on our blog, we had our comments. So if you go to yourotherbrothers.com slash podcast, you can read these comments that people left on our change episode. Um, This is from He is the One, a precious brother. I I feel like every time I read a comment from He is the One, um, I always like turn my head a little bit and squint my eyes a little bit and chuckle and pontificate. (laughs) There's a lot of reactions that happen. But um, no, no, he's great. I love his faithfulness in commenting. He's been one of our most consistent faithful commenters for a really long time. Um, But there there was a part of the episode where we talked about playing Twister at the retreat and how Ryan won. Well, Ryan told two stories of winning one Twister match and then losing another one by basically standing up and, and just falling. <laughs> no, no, like, bending arms and hands to red and green and blue, just standing on yellow and, and falling over. Um, so regarding Twister, this is what he is the one said. Regarding Twister, nude or otherwise, because this is a sidebar, I made a sarcastic, completely not true comment about playing nude Twister. Did not happen on the retreat, but just follow this train. Um, he is the one. Regarding Twister, nude or otherwise, I think I have a better idea. You need to have a wrestling tournament. In my home state of Iowa, young men routinely settle disputes this way. I appreciate that comment from He Is The One. The wrestling tournament, yeah, I've never fallen wrestled except um, when I worked at camp. I worked at a camp six years ago. One of the activities during staff week was lining or circling up all the guys around this massive mud pit. And it was literally a hole of gooey guppy mud like it was thick and there was little pebbles in there um it was huge i don't even know like 30 feet across 20 feet across 50 feet across i don't know it was a gigantic hole because we had to circle i don't know roughly 60 50 60 guys around the circle so you can imagine how big how big this hole was and one of the activities one of the fun parts of being on staff with <laughs> with that camp was they would throw a kickball into the middle of the mud pit and then one person one guy from each tribe there were five tribes um would 
dive into the pit when the whistle was blown and try to get the ball back to their side of the hole, their edge of the hole. And so you can imagine the terror. I wrote, I actually didn't write about this in the book. I'm surprised I never wrote about this in my book, Struggle Central. <laughs> it was just one of those stories. I had so many stories from that summer about testing my masculinity, but that was one of them for sure. I, uh, when the whistle was blown and I jumped into the mud pit and, you know, I'm like, you know, 150 pounds. (laughs) I've been a runner my whole life. So I had this initial, um, burst of energy where I was actually the one to grab the ball first. And I've like for probably not even half a second, maybe like a 10th of a second had this moment of victory and just absolute unadulterated joy that I had both hands on the ball and like I heard my my tribe mates behind me cheering my name. <laughs> there was such an exultant um, aura from that side of the mud pit. And then literally, yeah, it, it probably wasn't even a half a second, a, certainly a full second later, that I had f- four other guys, probably upwards of 500 pounds, 600 pounds, barreling down on me to where I went beneath the mud and honestly thought I was going to die. I could not breathe anymore and relinquished my hold on the ball (laughs) and actually no I you know I gave it a decent effort I was I was there was no way I was going to get physically to the other to my side of the hole while 500 pounds was pulling me the other way but uh all that to say that's the closest I've come to wrestling I've never wrestled one-on-one with anybody but I have mud wrestled with four other dudes in a gigantic pit of mud and came away from that experience with some uh (laughs) I was going to say some scars. I'm not actually scarred by that experience. I had some physical scars for a little while. Like I had this cut on my abdomen and um <laughs> yeah, it was it was a uh, it was an experience. But thank you for he is the one for t- triggering that memory in me. Um I'm curious if any of y'all have wrestled either like athletically in a school environment or or just with friends if you guys have wrestled if you've made that a routine thing that you guys bond with um bond over or if that's something you've ever wanted to try or do, recommend if you've done it or not recommend if you've done it. I'm curious. Give me a call. 706-389-8009. Tell me your wrestling stories. I think it would be fun to like build these Yabalog episodes. Again, because it's a dialogue. I'd love to build these episodes so that the next Yabalog I do, if there was three or four wrestling stories that I could listen to and play on the episode, that would be amazing. And just a side tangent, remember, if you call, you don't have to tell me your name, you don't have to tell me your age, you don't have to tell me any identifying details, where you live, etc. Yeah, if you just say, hey, love the show, I have a story to share, that's totally fine. I mean, you can obviously share as much as you want. Um, But yeah, it's only for these bonus episodes, it's not for the public, these episodes will never be put on for the public, at least not the listener call segments, I might do some some teasers or something in the future. But yeah, as far as the listener calls, those are only for our Patreon feed. So you can maybe rest assured that it'll stay somewhat private. But anyway, um, yeah, would love to hear wrestling stories. That might be a fun podcast episode at some point. Physical touch to the extreme, (laughs) pretty much. All right, and then I wanted to dive into this comment. It's from Jonathan, or Jonathan, or John Even, or John Evan. There's really... There's all kinds of ways I could say that. Um, He had this really long comment, which I'll read to the extent, and then I have a lot of thoughts on it. So here we go. Um, So again, this is in reference to our author's retreat 
episode where we talked about change and where we referenced that there was 10 of us from all over the country in this single house together for a few days. And um, here's what Jonathan, John even says, but how do you guys do it? I mean, spending time together, like retreats and living arrangements, despite your SGA, which I guess SGA, SSA, same-sex attraction, same-sex attraction, same-gender attraction could be interchangeable. Uh, he continues, me, I could never see myself going to a retreat, as you have described, where with yabbers gathered from many places. Never. Exclamation point, never. That kind of change I can't envision for me. That kind of change for me regarding guys, especially guys with SGA that I might be attracted to, is the admonition of Paul to Timothy. Flee. So I flee such encounters, preferring and choosing carefully the guys I spend quality time with. I suppose that kind of change in my intentionality toward guys keeps me sane and okay. It might sound an immature way of handling my SGA. It may be, seem unwise, but it is the only way I can stay emotionally healthy. So that's change for me. You guys have something I could not imagine for myself. I do admire you for it. And gosh, I felt a lot of things reading that for the first time. I felt confusion. I felt sadness. I felt, I don't know, just a hunger to understand and gratefulness for what I have. Um, because I can't speak into this person's story. I have no idea what his past is. Um, so yeah, there's, I can't say like, no, you just need to hang out with other SGA guys, SSA guys, gay identifying guys and just get over it and it'll be fine. That's obviously a cold hearted response, but I don't know. There's a part of me though that just feels really sad and disconnected from this comment because in my history of, you know, the last 10 years, 10 years now of telling these stories online and connecting with these brothers, making some of the best friends I've ever made, and on an emotional level, sure. But spiritually, I mean, I have met some of the most spiritual giants in my life through your other brothers and through Zanga, which came before your other brothers. Like, I've met some incredibly wise and strong and courageous men. And it's just disheartening to think that at any point in my journey, I could have just said, nope, like it's too too tempting, like I'm going to be attracted to some of them, I'm going to have tempting thoughts about some of them, so I'm just going to cut that cord and just not pursue friendship with any of them, not go to retreats with them, not visit them, not invite them over to where I live, not even live with them, you know. I don't know, like I get really sad when I start thinking about stuff like that because I think people can trigger things in us, and they don't have to be sexual things, it could be anger, it could be hatred, it could be greed it could be i mean it could be any of the deadly sins or otherwise um i think when you pursue relationship with anybody there's always going to be that option to take it to a dark place or to let your own weaknesses your own shortcomings get the better of you and so i don't know my encouragement i wouldn't necessarily tell john to get over it and just start becoming friends with ssa guys because he might be missing out and he very well might be missing out on the people in his life or people in this community. But at the same time, I'd also, yeah, just challenge anyone who's questioning, how does that work? Like, how do you become friends with somebody that you share the common, a common sexuality with? And like my number one response is that you're not going to be attracted to every single person. I mean, I think that's kind of obvious, right? Like you're just because you're attracted to women doesn't mean you're attracted to every woman. And just because you're attracted to men 
doesn't mean you're attracted to every man. And so that's like a first realization maybe. But but yeah, even in the ones that I've been attracted to, because I'd be lying if I said I wasn't attracted to any of my SSA friends. And a lot of that comes from the emotional and comes from the spiritual and just comes from an admiration more so than a, a physical or a sexual stimulus. There are a lot of guys that I look at and I just smile. I'm like, wow, that is a beautiful man from from the outside in, from the inside out. And it doesn't mean I need to pursue any kind of a physical, sexual response to to this feeling, this admiration, this attraction. We did an attraction episode. You know, we, we choose our friends because we're attracted to them. There's something about them that's attractive and vice versa. They see something attractive in us that wants to pursue a relationship. And there's nothing wrong with the attraction. It's what you do with it. And so, yeah, maybe it's maturity. Maybe it's just life's journey, but... Hang in there. If you're curious about SSA friendship, friendship with other gay identifying guys, like lean into that. I think it's good to be wise and it's good to get counsel and it's good to pray about it. Um, But I wouldn't just write it off. I definitely wouldn't just write off that option because, yeah, you might be depriving yourself and you might be depriving others, actually, of a fantastic connection. So thanks, John, for commenting. Hopefully that was helpful to some of y'all. I didn't expect to talk about it that much, but... Hopefully that was good. So that's it. Stay tuned. This end of the episode is for bonus content, so stuff that we cut from the last episode. I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope it gives you a better picture of what we do, <laughs> um, the fun that we have, the talks, the stories that we share. And I just want to thank you guys for supporting your other brothers, not just the podcast, but this community, this ministry, this work, all the stories that we share from the written word to the spoken word to the visual word in our videos. Um, thanks for supporting us. It's been on my mind for a while now to, to do more bonus content and kind of give you guys more of an inside track on your other brothers. And so that's part of the effort with this. We're cutting back on the public podcast, but increasing the the bonus podcast, and there might be other bonus content to come. And, and who knows, as our pledges rise, potentially more public content to come as well. So enjoy the bonus content for all your other brothers. This is Tom. And I probably need a good sign off for this so if y'all have as my stomach growls if y'all have a good sign off for me for the yaba log maybe give me a call but for for now until then until that time see ya this is your other brothers Podcast. <laughs> do one more with the emphasis on the is. So saying this is, do this is. That, that's the same emphasis. You're just, you just want me to say it differently. This is your other brother's podcast. Oh my gosh. Oh. That cannot happen. Oh my gosh. What happens if it happens? I'm going to have to say it again. Mm. You a knucklehead. It's definitely recording. I just don't hear it. I'll have to... We'll do these recording now. Man, that's terrible. Okay, did you get all the voices out? Do you like my Charles Barkley? It's not bad, right? No. Man, that's terrible. It's kind of wimpy. Man, you knucklehead. So first we'll say this is... Knucklehead. (laughs) So say that three times for me with the break in between is... I will break as I feel... As I deem necessary. 
Yabalog. 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 Wait, one more time. This is the Yabalog. The Yabalog. <laughs> it's like dialogue, but Yabalog. This is the Yabalog. This is the Yabalog for your other brother's podcast. Okay. But don't forget to pause. Four. Welcome to the Yabalog with your other brother's podcast. <laughs> What was it? This is the Yamalog. <laughs> uh, what's wrong with the welcome? No. Uh... <laughs>